0: Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com.
1: Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on TV. Terms and restrictions apply.
2: The Athletic.
0: I'm sorry, you can sit there and look and play with all your silly machines as much as you like. Is Gascoigne going to have a crack? Yes, you know.
1: Oh, I fell!
0: And Kung Fu kicked a supporter who was eyewit without a shadow of an out giving him lip. Oh, I say,
2: It's amazing!
1: He does it tame and tame and tame again.
2: Crank up the music!
0: The punditry dress codes of the UK football broadcasters, easygoing tactics geezer Joe Cole, the definitive match of the day intro joke, a lament for Adrian Childs, having to choose between fuming Graham Souness or a furious Roy Keane, the freelance free-for-all that is Amazon Prime Video, and finally, the long-awaited pure be in Sports 11. Brought to your ears by The Athletic, this is Football Clichés. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 137 of Football Clichés. I'm Adam Hurry and with me, first of all, for this one is Charlie Eccleshare. Charlie, are you ready for the pure B in Sports 11?
2: I've been ready for a long time for mind. this. It's, uh, yeah, feels long overdue.
0: Hmm. I, I, I wonder how, with how much bated breath our listeners are anticipating it, but let's let's find out. Uh, alongside you for this... Arduous selection process will be David Walker. Dave, what do you think off the top of your head is the most football pundit item of clothing you own right now? Uh, well I haven't got the trainers. No, I didn't think you would. I don't know where you get them from. I'd love to know
1: where you buy mm. those trainers. Online.
0: From. Um, or on the back of, back of newspaper magazines.
1: Yeah, I've I've got a, I've got a nice sort of kind of knee-length black smart coat that would would be okay for an evening game on the touchline.
0: Mm. Yeah, maybe even Champions League duty if it's smart yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that, yeah. Oh, that'll do.
2: Yeah, this will sound like the, the, the most sort of Keezy-style name drop, but I was <laughs> I did something recently with Matt Holland and uh, realised just after starting, we were basically wearing the exact same top. And and I think this is quite a like, Premier League world style item, one of those, it's kind of a jumper, but it's got the buttons at the top all done up. mm the three-button kind of long-sleeved. You see like it a polo like, shirt,
0: like a long-sleeved yeah, exactly. polo
2: shirt. exactly yeah. that, which which you'll also see now. I've noticed that's creeping into Match of the Day as well when they don't want to be... It's very Danny maybe Murphy. More, yeah, exactly. Maybe more Match of the Day too, Bit bit mm. more dressed down rather than a shirt's yeah. Match of the Day. So I did feel like I'd re- I was really fitting in with, the, uh, with that particular and an item of pundit clothing. Should we
0: do an adjudication panel to to, to warm us up? I think we should. So much has happened in the last 48 hours or so, including I'm sad and already bored to say that John Motson is into NFTs. Hello, I'm John Motson. I used to be a commentator, but now I'm in the NFT business. So for 42,000 ETH, it seems to me like a good deal. Here's a monkey with a balloon in his
1: mouth. And this one is called a Crypto Punk. He looks like a bodybuilder, doesn't he? Turning around like that. Now, this one is a mutant ape. In the picture, there's all sorts of colours. I don't quite know what he's doing, but my goodness me, he'll have to get his hack together fairly quickly here. I'm a bit bored with these apes.
0: We need some football in the NFT space. Hmm. Now, Dave, Easy oh to fall God. again into the Christ. trap of being a bit of a granddad about all of this. So, and and I realise there's also an oxygen of publicity aspect to us even talking about this. But uh, it's crap, isn't it? The whole thing is crap. So, Motty's NFT collection is dropping. It's definitely Motty, isn't it? This one, isn't it? It's definitely.
1: Yeah. It's not John Motty. What's Motti. that going to be? It, uh, you know, is it? Is it just going to be a picture of? It, I would quite like it. I mean, I wouldn't buy one, but I'd quite like if they did a Bored Ape with a sheepskin coat that was sort of Motty's face. Like, mm. turn Motty into a Bored Ape with mm. a sheepskin coat and a lid right. mic.
0: Yeah. That would
1: be good, but it's not going to be that, is it? No. It's going to be something
0: rubbish. <laughs> Charlie, the worst thing about this for me personally, and there's a, a lot of competition here, is that he actually sounds exactly like the My Dad Commentates on Famous Goals round of the last cliches quiz. LAUGHTER <laughs> Really, a real dagger to my heart. This,
2: yeah, it's incredible actually. How often, one, when even commentators or people use, you think like your job has been to speak and just do be natural. How suddenly unnatural he he sounds doing that. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it with Rhys James, weren't we, last week? It's this really, I don't know, this horrible, crushing. Uh, like one every week brings a new childhood hero who is who is doing this
0: actually nfts aside dave how many more times can john be persuaded to do something in a slightly commentary style
2: he sounds
0: like really bored of doing it oh i I don't believe it it's it's product x well
1: i don't think we've seen the last of (laughs) motty's commercial tie-ups just yet what i will say is i don't think you'll see barry davies doing any nfts anytime soon oh my (laughs)
2: god i mean if that happens But actually, Adam, I was surprised there was less of that. I thought there would be more of that. Oh, I say, yeah. it's a uh, whatever it is. Oh, it's no.
0: amazing! It's an NFT. Uh, once again, so close to Zippy from Rainbow, isn't it? It really is. Astonishing. <laughs> um, no, if Barry Davis gets into it, I'm burning the wedding video. I'm burning it <laughs> uh, digitally. All right. Okay. Next up, no snappier way to describe this than simply the Russo-Ukrainian crisis with Martin Keogh.
2: Zinchenko, one day. Header and thoughts with him really at the moment as a Ukrainian, there will be some concern for his family and friends in Ukraine with the current political situation.
1: Well, we hope that doesn't amount to
0: anything. Yeah, of course.
2: The sporting make change and bring on the Luis Neto uh, defender to man the uh, barricades which have kind of broken down tonight, really. You said Neto or NATO. That might not have been enough for them tonight. Yeah.
0: Charlie, I, I know we're always kind of preset on this podcast to view things through the football linguistic lens but really nice to hear Martin Keown and kind of describe the ongoing conflict over there as, as like like a player who whose injury
2: might not be as bad as first feared. <laughs> I like that the NATO thing as well was he suggesting that even if Sporting Lisbon had had the, the might of the NATO countries behind them, they're still going to be <laughs> yep. in Man City.
0: That was pretty much what he was after, yeah. But uh, <laughs> oh, Dave, he relished the opportunity, didn't he?
1: Well, yeah, yeah. Don't think he quite pulled it off, though, to be honest. And it was like, so Ian Dark, the commentator, just sort of planted the seed early on with the quite nice, well-meaning reference about Zinchenko. So, t- so Keown's obviously from then on thought, right, when can I? He's sitting there just, just in the breaks of play, just thinking, NATO, barricades, <laughs> front line... Defensive. (laughs) Neto,
0: NATO, I've got it. (laughs) I mean, we've, we've, we've examined the phenomenon so many times of co-commentary and commentator joke reception. And I think, I feel like this might be the perfect storm of bad joke teller or, you know, average joke teller and easy to amuse commentator. Ian Dock is very easy to make chuckle. I mean, out of sheer politeness during it, during a live game. So it really was the perfect combination. Um, Dave, it feels like an eternity to me, since we covered Popmaster, mm. cliches, here's, um, here's a little slice of gold from, from Wednesday afternoon. Away from
1: work, what would you like to do? Uh, well, um, for my scenes, I'm a season ticket holder at Portman Road, for Ipswich Town Football Club. Um, wow. So you'll find me there most, uh, most Saturdays. I'm also really big into my nature and wildlife, uh, and uh, especially birdwatching, a very keen birdwatcher. And I'm actually the leader of the uh, RSPB group in Ipswich. Well done. Fantastic. Lovely stuff. And uh,
0: music, you're into that a bit too, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Right. (laughs) Barely even worth... (laughs) <laughs> but worth addressing the actual For My Sins. I mean, uh, yeah. he, he was textbook. He, he added in the football club as well, which really... It was, gone.
2: although the order was right, the syntax was slightly different, going straight in with For My Sins.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was almost too over-enthusiastic with it. Almost mm. almost signposting it too early. But um, I felt like there was so much more potential for further For My Sins yeah. day.
1: Nature and wildlife, yeah, bird watcher, leader of the local RSPB <laughs> group or whatever it was. Much more sin
2: worthy, but, but I guess for him he maybe he doesn't feel that, that is sinful work. Mm. That he's you know supporting Ipswich is a kind of punishment, but but his uh, ornithology work is isn't bird
0: watcher for my sins. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean it works. It absolutely works. It was quite an indulgent little bit of small talk because they covered football. Um, they, they'd already covered the job, and then they went on to kind of nature and hobbies, and then he was allowed to talk about his little sort of um, music hobby as well, like, you know, recording and singing as well. It's like this is this is too much. How many times? Ty- you shouldn't be allowed more than three, Charlie. You should be allowed <laughs> quite work, a lot of football and hobbies, and that's it.
2: And quite a lot of detail. I mean, I think keen ornithologists would have been enough. The uh, weren't really into
0: the last bit was boasting, wasn't it? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm the captain, actually, of my local yeah, yeah. quiz team. Too much. But yeah, solid slice of uh, potmaster for my sins. Ipswich,
2: well, should we, should I mean, what a great for my sins team, by the way. Yeah. Do you think? Spot on. Yeah, Ipswich. Because they, they've been, you know, I think you could describe their fans over the last 20 years as long suffering yeah. since they went out of the Premier yeah. League. No, I think so. And also notable on that clip, Ken, maybe
1: this is why he got so many opportun- so many bites at the cherry. Ken not willing to indulge the football chat, really. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it Once was again. a little,
0: little bit of a <laughs> sigh, wasn't it? Yeah. Actually, funnily <laughs> enough, elsewhere in a different round of Pop on Wednesday, he let slip Dave that his son is a Southampton fan Ooh. for his sons. <laughs> <laughs> For his son's sins. And, uh, yeah, so there was a Southampton fan who came on and he said, oh, my son supports Southampton, actually. Yeah, they're doing quite well, aren't they? And I was like, well, Southampton are the one club you could basically say that and everyone would go, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. So, uh, yeah, it's probably the safest club to just blindly say that about. Right, we have a we have a huge task upon us today. We are going to go through each of the major UK football broadcasters and come up with a definitive punditry lineups for each. Charlie, the inspiration for this came from listener Richard Price who, having witnessed the uh, the unorthodox red card for Gabriel Martinelli for Arsenal at Wolves last Thursday and the ensuing debate on BT Sport where Jake Humphrey, Rio Ferdinand, Michael Owen and Robbie Savage kind of managed to not cover any of themselves in glory over a very, very weird debate. But his point was... Is the Humphrey Ferdinand Owen Savage Quartet the purest form of the BT Sport panel? I think it's time there was a discussion about the definitive panel for each of the broadcasters. I agree, Richard. Right, before we get into, stuck into the kind of the nuts and bolts of each of these broadcasters and what differentiates each of them from each other, I want to kind of illustrate just how subtle an art we're talking about here. This is from Daniel Grant, who has taken it upon himself, Dave, to run through a list of current Manchester United players and where he sees them fitting in as pundits in the future (laughs) sounds like it shouldn't work but it does listen to this Juan Mata BBC Marcus Rashford ITV Bruno Fernandes ITV but for the World Cup or Euros only Jesse Lingard Sky ideally with or Sooners Tom Heaton (laughs) or Lee Grant on Sky but only on Soccer Saturday Harry Maguire, BT, but only if alongside at least one of Vardy, Walker or Stones. Not sure about that one, but that's fine. No, yeah. And Victor Lindelof or Fred, be in sports.
2: It all works. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I can definitely see, yeah, straight from the top, Juan Mata as the like Cesc Fabregas role of 100%. like, yeah, just major tournaments, Massive but occasionally... Yeah, occasionally popping up here and there as well. Yeah, Harry Maguire, a very BT
0: sport. I can see him and Jake Humphrey getting on really well. Not as a regular though, like just literally as a one-off. Maybe when he's injured or just retired or something like that. But I can't yeah. see him being on there regularly.
1: Maybe, maybe a Monday night football.
0: Oh yeah, special. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see Maguire
2: on Monday night football, Charlie. That, yeah, 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 and and was it was it Heaton that was mentioned there as a mm, Lee I, I, Yeah, I, c- I can see them as well on Sky Sports News over Monday at kind of eleven a.m. Di- <laughs> dissecting yeah. the weekend's action. Like uh, sitting awkwardly um, on the sofa as they get introduced, and then they go to an advert break. It's
0: like, oh, i I'm here. Yeah, here I am. Exactly Where that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think
2: they, they they'd slot right in. Even, you know, there could even be a kind of goalkeeper watch uh, with Heaton.
0: Right, as I said, we are going to get into the little individual nuances of each of these broadcasters but as as an overview Charlie I kind of feel that they they do have to kind of market themselves a little bit differently just just I don't know to appeal to different audiences I don't know but Sky Sports I would say a little bit more analytical for the bigger games and BT Sport a little bit more inclined towards kind of passion-based chat is that fair I feel like there's more passiony chat on BT Sport more spirit of the game conversation on BT
2: yeah maybe I mean and I don't know if they've deliberately gone down that road right, because I feel like when they started they because they weren't the main broadcaster in the way that Sky are of Premier League and obviously BBC are kind of even more mainstream it felt like they could be a little bit more alternative but I think it almost it so happened that some of those like Rio Ferdinand we probably would have thought would be more analytical but he is at he's very um
0: he seems to be able to do both quite well. Yeah, yeah. he can,
2: good. but because he is analytical. But his most famous moment probably is the mm. Ollie with the contract and all of that sort of thing.
0: I think
1: actually, I, I completely understand where you're coming from, Adam. But I I think if, if you think about it, I actually think it's almost the opposite. Oh, I think wow. I think I think Monday Night Football's influence looms large over Sky, where mm. that is obviously the most analytical football program on on British television, yep. and it's really good. Yeah, but there's Sunday stuff. It's all Sunes, Kara, Richards, keen, really passionate <laughs> arguments, you know, talking about these big things and yeah, getting stuck in whereas b t it's Jake Humphrey being quite earnest asking very specific, detailed questions, particularly like after the game where they have their whole post show thing, yeah. yeah and I think I under I take your point about Rio Rio can do both, and maybe some of their pundits are aren't always quite on the same level as Jake, but I, I feel. I feel, like, I feel like when Humphrey's in charge of BT Sport, he wants it to be, he really wants to like, yeah, let's just look at the detail here. Let's, okay. do, let's, just bring this, let's just bring this bit up here and let's yeah. look at this sort of thing. Whereas in Sky, it's just, it's just the box office stuff is, as we'll hear later on, you know, it's Keen doing his thing, right?
0: Mm. I mean, one of the, I mean, apart from the kind of tone, which can kind of shift quite a lot, one of the obvious markers that differentiates each of these broadcasts appears to be the dress code, Charlie. Um, mm. we, we know that there's a universal trainer. That that kind of crosses all, all boundaries. So we can leave that one. But Simon1927 writes in and says, Peaky Blinders style flat cap feels very football focused. <laughs> See, the football focus or early rounds of the FA Cup, but nowhere else.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you might catch someone on a BT for that early kickoff on a Saturday. They were quite unused to it. What I find amazing as well with those shoes and... <laughs> is that they, no matter what age a pundit is or how like you think how unsuitable they are, they still seem to wear them. Yeah. It is like, yeah. no, you have, you know, I don't care if you're Glenn Hoddle, you are wearing these shoes and that's that.
0: I, I don't think they look massively out of place on a Sooners, Dave. I think it's just about okay. It's the versatility of them, mm. right? You, you, could, you could stride
1: into a golf club wearing them and not look out of place. And also mm. also a high-end restaurant, but also be casual enough to just sort of be walking around and doing your business on in the
0: your Saturday. In your own home? Yeah, yeah. The ultimate test though, Charlie, for these trainers, do you reckon you could get into a local nightclub in the late 1990s wearing them? No. You? No. I don't think you what could. Would they say? I think the white sole would, would, would... Yeah. Do you. Mm-hmm. undo you. What am I... Top three things I'd want to go back in a time machine and attempt is to get into a nightclub in the late 1990s wearing pundit trainers. Because I, I, it's a coin toss for me, an absolute coin toss. You really, I like think it. as
2: well you have to, you know, the people who are making those decisions have a zero tolerance policy when it comes to shoes and trainers. Give them any excuse. It's like with referees when you make a silly tackle and it's like, I'm, it's not necessarily a red, but you've given them a decision to make. <laughs> Don't give them that decision to make. <laughs> Your kids are going to eat, Yeah, we'll try that
0: one. <laughs> Sky Sports, though, still keeping the waistcoat alive, Dave. Mm. Although, thankfully, I haven't seen for a while one of those really low-cut waistcoats, like the really absurd waistcoats that seem to just go out at right angles for no reason. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that for a while.
1: Well, yeah, the Sky, you know, it's very shirt and tie suit, you know, nice tailored suits. Weirdly so. Apart from Friday Night Football, where yeah. Gary Neville and Kara get to sort of don the casuals <laughs> and get in and amongst the fans or whatever, which is you know so yeah, it works, yeah. it works. But yeah, yeah, it, 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 a real staunch commitment to the buttoned-up shirt and tie. Maybe I feel like someone like Soonis and Keen. Maybe they're setting the tone, mm. and they'd be you know I feel while those two are around, we mm. can't imagine if we turn what the looks that Keen would would give someone if they turned up in just you know like a, absolutely
0: right, no tie or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No one looks better in a suit than, than Soonis. Um, the, the final uh, the final kind of retro look I want to run past you, Charlie. Dominic Booth writes in and says, uh, match of the day in the noughties, early 2010s, shirts with collars of a different colour.
2: Yes, Very that was Laura. a big Alan Shearer <laughs> thing. Pretty sure,
0: it, it bled into other pundits as well.
2: I, th- I really associate that with Alan Shearer. A <laughs> uh, kind of blue shirt or even pink shirt Massive, with a white collar. yay huge yeah. collar. <laughs> like, With those four buttons up just on the collar uh, alone. <laughs> whoever did all of those up who could such a weird look yeah that was really uh fun. iconic for a while yeah. right then
0: so let's start where indeed richard price asked us to start and that's bt sport so dave it's a live premier league game bt sport don't care when saturday tea time saturday lunchtime, whatever you like give me some names throw some names at me for the pundits we assume that humphrey is the presenter so yes who's alongside him well i think rio is is
1: the main man he's nailed on, whether it be a Saturday Premier League game or a Champions League game. He's the only guy that is always consistently on both panels. And mm-hmm. he, for me, is the most identifiably BT sport man. Because a lot of, as we'll, as we'll talk about some of the other names, there's quite a lot of bed hopping amongst the pundits <laughs> and go, going <laughs> yes. into, dif- you know, appearing on different screens at different broadcasters, at different times, podcasts. I know Rio has his YouTube stuff, but basically Rio is BT's mm-hmm. man. And mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's the centrepiece, really.
0: I Charlie we were talked about Rio's versatility but let's let's address it specifically because Rio Ferdinand appears to be the only pundit who could theoretically sort of point at a touchscreen and say well he should have been there you know as a defender you want to be doing that and he's he's 5 yards too too far behind or whatever like that and then literally 10 minutes later he could be saying oh, "stop it Messi stop it stop it Messi" Um, I don't think anybody, any other pundit could carry both those things off equally well.
2: Rio, um, I remember the 2014 World Cup, him sort of making his debut and uh, yeah, Mark Chapman saying how impressed he was um, with him. He was like, talk about insight, like, as he pointed to Rio. but And, and it was, you know, he was, he was very good. And then he was kind of the fresh um, sort of new guy like Gary Neville was. But yeah, he is... Uh, he he definitely has that. And yeah, I get because I always think with Champions League nights, then it's more about because then you're in the company, they're all sort of these former elite players. Then it becomes more talking about the kind of technical aspects. And, you know, I remember when I was up against Sergio Busquets and he did this, he did that. Whereas for the Premier League Saturday lunchtime game, yeah, maybe it's a bit more of the let's get really excited.
1: He's, he's in that top bracket of being an genuinely elite player. Who at club level won everything and can go toe to toe? You know, there's no one that he can be alongside that he he would have to really look up to, and it's quite rare that those players are up for being like genuinely interesting, committed pundits, really. So he's in that. That's that's his strength as well. But he also retains that personality as you as you've just described, and also I think something really important for Rio. Is his presence and his charisma, like especially if you see him in person, he's just such a big man, smells nice, <laughs> looks looks good, he does, whatever, he looks whatever he's wearing. I think that's partly yeah.
0: important. I think it's actually yeah. part of the part. Looks of the, a million
2: dollars. Yeah, mm. he does
0: look a million dollars. So Ferdinand, a stylish, engaged, and to whatever end of the spectrum you want to go, a very intense man. So who do we have alongside him, Charlie? Who's the kind of light relief, perhaps Savage? Well,
2: yeah, not about light relief, but yeah, Sav has made himself so kind of ubiquitous and loud, for want of a better word, you know, yet you either love him or you hate him, but you can't ignore him. He's probably going to be there, isn't he? Yeah, he's so at home in that sort of environment, Dave.
0: So I think we have to have Savage alongside Ferdinand. But the third name troubles me. I'm not sure who we should
1: have. Yeah, there are a few contenders for the, for the third role. Definitely agree. Savage is bt all day long. He is the sort of court yeah. jester, rebels in that role. Very good at that. left the
0: BBC behind, isn't
1: he? He still pops up. Mm. He's you know, six, you know does the he's been doing six o six and yeah. does the occasional oh fight radio's live different. And, and yeah, but yeah. But um, uh you know the other names that they've got. You've got McManaman isn't pundity enough. He's, no. he's very much Too reactive, on the gan- on the gantry with, yeah. with, with Fletch. Uh you know, you've got Glenn Hoddle's kind of the, he's kind of like the only elder statesman that they've got really. He's mm. he's not he's not sort of curmudgeonly like Soonis or Keane, but he, he does have that sort of gravitas of being of a player of that vintage and that generation. Yeah. But but in you know, Crouchy pops up, Skulls Pops up on Champions League games. Owen Hargreaves does a lot of Champions League. But for me, Joe Cole's made quite an impact recently. Mm. And I think he's quite at home there. And
0: I quite like him. I think that's a very good shout, Joe Cole, Charlie, because he's kind of geezery but also sort of enjoys the, the nuts and bolts of football. So because w- when he first came on to BG Sport, I kind of expected him to be a bit playmakers union and only focus on that sort of stuff. But he's not at all. He's, he's got this kind of great balance between earnest insight and kind of swaggering appreciation of the good stuff as well. I really like Joe Cole. I don't think he's even an acquired taste either.
2: No, and he could you could see him in a flat cap, um, sort of standing around the pitch, at Midday on a Saturday. I also like that he played for Lille briefly because then he can do some European games involving French teams. And it's like Joe, of course, you you know, you've played in Liga. What what, what are they going to be thinking? It's right
0: different, Jake. It's different. To be <laughs> honest with you, it's different. Like the pace is different. It took me it took me months to get used to the pace, but when I did, I really enjoyed it. To be honest with you, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> It's that level of enthusiasm, just enough. Just yeah, enough. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Saying the <laughs> presenter's name back to them is a huge part of this as well. Like, really shows that you're getting into it. I'm, I'm happy with Joe Cole. Joe Cole edges out Michael Owen, Dave, despite Michael Owen got into the kind of Carragher touchscreeny role just before PSG Royale on Tuesday night. And I, I was quite impressed because sensible Owen. Sensible, not weird, not arrogant. Owen is actually really quite good to watch. Like he makes some really good points.
1: He's just not quite as charismatic as any of the other names that we've mentioned. He'll do you a job if you need him for the right game, if it's a Liverpool or whatever. But I don't think he gets into the definitive lineup.
0: And he and he's got his horses and his NFTs, Charlie. He just I don't think he likes football enough. I'm just
2: I'm not yeah. buying it. Mm, yeah, I, I don't think he'll be gutted that we haven't selected him. Mm, okay, right.
0: BT Sport then. Jake Humphrey in the presenter's chair, Robbie Savage, Rio Ferdinand keeping it all together, and Joe Cole, the emerging Joe Cole. An easier task perhaps now as we move on to the BBC. I mean, this could be an open and shut case because I offer you straight away a a lovely slice of the quintessential Gary Lineker, Alan Shearer, Ian Wright match of the day banter. Good evening. The second international break of the season is looming large, but it's club before country in the meantime. Two England legends in the studio, and Ian Wright wasn't bad either. (laughs) I love it. I I, I will never not enjoy, uh, despite how scripted that was, I will never not enjoy that.
1: Wrighty makes that moment, because Wrighty's genuine laughter and ability to laugh at himself turns that from a slightly sort of you know, shit dad joke into being something that we can
0: all kind of chuckle along with. Absolutely. But I may be leading us down the wrong path here because this isn't match today. This is a live domestic game we're talking about. We can't have righty, Dave, can we? He's ITV. He does both so well. I, I, oh, that's hard. It's hard. Yep. Like having two no, families.
1: I, that's the thing. The BBC is so omnipresent, but it's so match of the day.
0: What, what well, what should we? What scenario should we go for then? Should we? Should we say like live England game at a tournament then? Because that's that's obviously the elite level that BBC get to. So what's mm. their? What's what should we say their trio would be from for an England okay. Euro semi-final? Shearer's there. We know that. Who's yes. alongside Shearer? I'm not sure actually.
2: No, I mean, but tournament is different as well because then do you throw in the kind of potential foreign yeah yeah, exactly yeah Jürgen Klinsmann or someone if it's Germany yeah yeah exactly would there be like an Alex Scott would that I I know she's more a presenter now but could she be in the running I
1: think she would previously have been there definitely uh, uh, but now she hosts Football Focus she seems to have taken a slight back step from being an out and out pundit but she was certainly the Mm. forerunner in terms of bringing women players into into the punditry studio I think Jermaine Jenis Mm. Is match of the day, match of the day two, live games, and he's and he's only on the BBC. You don't see him anywhere else. It's just, just BBC are weird. I don't, I don't know what scenario we're going for, to be honest. But that, but as I said as well, you know, you also you see Micah Richards that does match of the day, match of yeah. the day two. He's on Five Live a lot, but he's also pretty key component of Sky's
0: Sunday Premier League games they all, regularly. They all so want a bit of the Beeb, don't they? Actually, it's mm. it's like it's like a feather in the cap. Has the prestige. Okay, let's let's figure this out. The BBC's flagship thing is match of the day. So let's 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 see this studio. We've got Lineker doing his little quirky intro, we've got Shiro sort of smiling along, and then getting really stuck into the into the sort of damning analysis later on. Righty
1: For the purposes of this exercise, I think we put Righty one to one side. Okay. We, we're gonna come back to Righty. Yeah, we are. We're gonna have him on ITV. And I, although the optimum match of the day lineup for me is Shearer and Wrighty, it wouldn't. It's not out of the question to see Shearer and one other. And of all the other contenders for that second slot, if you take Wrighty out of it, I think I think Genis is leading the pack.
0: I only have Danny Murphy there as, as the only <laughs> obstacle. It's Charlie, just a bit more
1: can... match of the day too.
0: Yeah, Charlie, you can have the casting vote. Is it Genis or Murphy? I'll
2: go Genus, okay. Yeah. Okay. all right.
0: That's it. BBC panels. More up and coming,
2: it feels as well.
0: Hmm. ITV then live England game, <laughs> probably. Righty's there. We love Righty.
1: Um... I think that's that's the environment we're most used to seeing him him for the longest time. He's always been on that ITV, part of that ITV England coverage, and he's he sort of had the res, his resurgence over the last few years or so. Has been mm-hmm. kind of getting himself as part of that headline BBC sort of slot. Because remember, like. Ten, fifteen, 20, probably twenty years ago. Remember when he sort of went off and was like trying to host the lottery and mm-hmm. host game shows and stuff? But he's kind of really come back to the fold over the last five years. And because there was a time when when with Righty where he was in danger of becoming a little bit too. Painted is just like the guy that turns up in a silly suit and yeah, shouts he was when England are winning.
0: That. He was yeah. really annoyed at being pigeonholed as a kind of entertainer. Yeah, that's
1: and right. And he's way more respected now. Yeah. But he's also on a, you know, he's also, as we said, he he does spread himself quite thin across a lot of platforms. But for me, the optimum righty is still England game, particularly major tournament. Really being interesting, but also an unashamed England fan.
0: I I do wonder if there's this kind of. Creeping sentiment that the that ITV have kind of overtaken the BBC in terms of their the quality of their coverage at certain moments, and I think Charlie, part of the reason for this is because they got this settled squad. BBC have Shearer mm. and then some others. ITV have this settled squad of Ian Wright, Roy Keane, Lee Dixon, and it's such a good there's such good chemistry between them. They all offer something different. I really like Dixon, for example.
2: Dixon's good, yeah, and Keen and Wright, do, you're right, they have that, um, that fondness. That Keane's also developing with Micah Richards, and that, that's nice to watch that developing relationship unfold. I'm going to make the case for ITV of, of swapping out Dixon because he
1: is now. He's a co da- yeah, he? yeah, he's, yeah, he's okay. alongside Sam Matterface. They're, they're the double act for the England Games. I think Emma Hayes made such an impact in the summer in both the gantry and subsequently she's been in the studio for the England games they've had this season. She's so good that I think she is now first choice in that lineup. So it's righty, Roy
0: Keane, Emma Hayes. What a combination. Me. What a combination mm, wow. that would be. Actually, do you know what? We haven't addressed the presenter here. And now, no offence to Mark Pugach, a, a seasoned broadcaster on so many platforms. But I say to you, bring back Adrian Childs for this <laughs> sort of chat alone
1: we were expecting heavy rain but not a downpour we can that's something we can debate long into the night when does a heavy rain become an actual an,
0: an actual downpour the because charlie adrian charles is so match of the day too he works it so well and there's always room for match of the day to level sentiment and and chat, for I
2: think. Too too good, too bad yeah, with, yeah. with Adrian Charles. It's a shame it yeah. didn't quite work out for him, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah, I, I, I dunno, he became a kind of quite an easy target. Maybe he was seen as just too kind of avuncular. Yeah, exactly, and jaunty and but yeah, I think I think he's good. Would I go for him over Pugach? Possibly. I mean Pugach is a, a safer pair of hands. Like you've had a press it's conference probably. here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. It was from the heart, not the head, I know.
2: Yeah, the essence of it. Yeah. It, can we have it's dishy dares for BBC? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, where'd you draw the line? Where'd you draw the line? Oh, yeah, sorry, Charlesy, but it's it's poogatch.
2: Another day
1: is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
0: Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Oh look at that!
2: That is wonderful. Brought to your ears by the Athletic. This is football cliches.
0: Okay, onto Sky Sports then. Okay, the real kind of A-list benchmark for this live Premier League game, Charlie. Sunday, Sunday four so, thirty. Oh, yeah, Sun. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday wow. afternoon. <laughs> Super Sunday. We're not talking about a Grand
2: natural, Slam fixture as yeah, they call we'll,
0: it. We'll, so, yeah, Sunday afternoon. Carragher in the studio. Sooners or Keen. But not both. And then and then the third guy is, is, is kind of the little carousel of regulars. And I'm going to go for Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Wow.
2: Uh, I would go Michael Richards. Oh, mm. of course. Personally. Same. As, uh, I think he's got to be in one of these uh, lineups because he's, he's so good and, and he's so fun. And like the example you gave with Ian Wright laughing at that dad joke. I love Richards' enthusiasm. Uh, I would go Keane over Souness. I think Keane wow. is the Huge most crowd. box office. I know Sooners has his moments and we're recording this fresh off his uh, analysis of the cat situation, mm. which is obviously amazing. But yeah, for me, it's Keane. Interesting. Between those two, Dave, um, I think we may have
0: seen everything we're going to see of Roy Keane on, on Sky, But... Mm. The evidence suggests that Graham Souness has a whole other gear that he could go into. It's, an, it's a gear that he only really ever seems to show on Irish TV. I'm to tell you, people, you can watch any football programme and they'll talk about systems and tactics and formations, substitutions, preparation. It's quite simple, a game of football. If you, if you first get right
2: that you're first to the ball, you're on the front foot and you're going forward, and you're playing on the front foot and you're attacking, And tactics then, after that, might come into play. If the tactics come first, we're going to go out, we're going to have this system, we're going to do this with tactically, but you're second to the ball, your tactics go out the window. You might as well... And I'm fed up listening to people talk bull about tactics and formations and too much football science. Get first to the ball and you've got a chance in football. Don't get first to the ball, you've
0: got no chance. Simple as. Simple as. That's the sort of Soonus I want to see. And do you know what? Do you know what I think, for me, Charlie, gives Soonus the edge over Keen in this, in this little hypothetical
2: scenario? Is, is the way he pronounces his Fs. As, as well there, I think we should comment the Sartorial element, which, and that's quite a Sky thing, the pocket square which Sunes Su- Su looks very dapper, very refined. And that's, he was actually wearing it then, but I think of that as very much a Sky Sports thing too. I mean, he, he does look, like we were saying with Rio Ferdinand, who, who always looks a million dollars. Sunes, in a different way, does present very well. Made Bro. of granite,
0: <cud-> He just looks hard, doesn't
2: he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so true, sure he's a
0: rock. so smooth <laughs> no at the same time. But you know what? Um, there's something we haven't addressed here. We haven't found space for Jamie Redknapp, the kind of roving oh, wow. figure of Sky Sports, we can't leave him out. And if you have Jamie Redknapp, as this clip demonstrates, you have to have Roy Keane. I think the back four isn't good enough. But I tell you what, Regian is as good a
1: left back as there is in the country. Yeah. So I think you've got that one wrong. I think he's a he's a class player. That's I mean, why Real Madrid let him go. Not got any confidence. That's why Real Madrid let him go. You're saying he's not. Does that matter? Oh, because Real Madrid let him go. That doesn't make him a good player. Yeah, it's but not. how much did they let him go for? A for country, it's not a good how much did they let him go for? Sounds as if they paid 60 70 million they might
2: be able to buy Back actually, bring, right? So you're uh,
0: saying, have you playing, playing for Wolves.
2: <laughs> Charlie,
0: I think this is pound for pound my favourite of all the arguments seen on football broadcasting
2: over the last 10 years. This was brilliant. And Dave Jones' mediating was also mm. superb. With the, um, they do have the option to bring him back, <laughs> which is one of the great interventions. Yeah, Redknapp, I did forget about him. And having said, we have to have Michael Richards. Ew, that is a bit harsh on rednap mm. and you, and you can't have them both i mean that's too lighthearted i think. <laughs> you need to have no rednap's really earnest actually like he's not there for he for he is but he's quite he's generous hearted mm. he's big hearted <laughs> In in a in a way that I don't think you describe Keeno as. I just
1: think if we're looking for the definitive, I can just take or leave Redknapp. I think he's obviously been part of the furniture for such a long time, and and he sort of pops up on the Saturday night games that they have. He he can he can do a job anywhere they need him to do. He can slot into a biggest game of the week on a Sunday, but he can also kind of carry the load on a Saturday evening as well. Okay, but All right. I I think. Uh, but I, you know, again, uh, can we have two? Can we have Keane in ITV and Sky? Because I, I would go for but oh, okay. again because of his That's scarcity. It. You don't see him anywhere else, mm. and I just think apart from Irish TV. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I, when Keane is, he's slightly more of a caricature, and he sometimes, he sometimes there's a hint of self awareness about Keane that maybe he knows that he's what he's doing. Whereas when Soonis gets going, and some of it's, you know. We, he gets a lot of stick for the Pogba stuff, rightly so, and all that. But yeah. but when he does get going, I
0: think you kind of think, yeah, Sunday, Soonis
1: is. I think he's a go more consistent.
0: Someone. I think he's a more consistent mm. pundit than, than Roy Keane. You never know which, which Keane you're going to get, yeah. whether he's going to really care or not. And uh, Soonis mm. will find something that bothers him about any game. So, <laughs> Carragher, Soonis, Richards, Keane's over on ITV, we're all
1: sorted. And just before we move on, obviously, we haven't mentioned Gary Neville at all really, in that chat about Sky Sports. But I think that's just because he made his impact on Monday Night Football. And he's made, he's so synonymous, obviously it's Carragher as well, but he's so synonymous with Monday Night Football and also being next to Tyler in the gantry for the big games on a Sunday. Even though he does sometimes appear in the studio and contribute, he's just so at home on a Monday and next to Tyler that, Weirdly, he just doesn't sort of fit into the definitive punditry lineup. Yeah, he sort of gets squeezed out in a way, and also sometimes he just he needs the space. He 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 goes on for quite a long time in, and in such depth that he doesn't really always fit in. You can see him getting a bit frustrated because the others want to come in with him on a Sunday, and sometimes there's just no room for him. So I think that's
0: why you just keep Gary on Mondays or with Tyler. Yeah. Let's move on to Amazon Prime now, which is a freelance free-for-all, isn't it, Charlie? Where do we even begin?
2: This is, in, yeah, I mean, Gabby Logan? Yeah. Hosting? Yeah, done. That feels right. McCoist. Uh, and then... I've got a theory about Amazon
1: Prime. I was having a look at some of their names earlier on. I think they've got a formula. Yeah, I think Gabby Logan is kind of their main host, and terms I'm looking at their, looking, you know, they put her on the biggest games and stuff. That's, that's fine, she's there. But I think if you're looking at a three person um punditry lineup for Amazon Prime, it's like one from the top, one from the middle, one from one from the bottom in a right. way. they they, they they'll, they'll because they've only got two ga- two game weeks, they can splash the cash and they're Amazon. They can splash the cash on somebody big. Mm-hmm. So it's like Thierry Henry mm. or Roberto Martinez, like someone who's currently at a job somewhere, mm. big international name. Then they'll have some more that they'll take from one of the other broadcasters. So it'll be an Alan Shearer or Micah Richards or Peter Crouch. And then they just have a layer of solid performers like Matt Holland, Matt Upson, Clinton Morrison, Eni Aluko, Karen Carney.
0: Okay, so let's 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 pick three of that. So Henri, Crouch, Aluko. That could, do, I could that, see they that could do any fixture.
2: I could see that with Logan hosting. Mm, yeah. Mm. I mean yeah, they wouldn't get Henri course. and Charlie for say Palace Wolves, would they? No, but, you're, but I, Henri is a good one, that kind of, we need a big name, and we do have quite a lot of money that we can throw at this problem. Crouch is good, because Crouch is so everyman, he has that appeal, he's so likeable. Theor- Crouch is good to stick in the TV advert. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah, good to tweet out before the broadcast, you know, a picture from the studio as well, mm. of them, you know, having a quick bite to eat or something where they all wave at the camera which he's holding up really high Amazon Prime taking care of itself I thought that would be much more difficult it wasn't but I tell you what say what we still got to do be in sports
2: think you know the Brooks ghost think again introducing the all new better than ever ghost 16 now with nitrogen infused cushioning for lightweight supreme softness that feels good every step every street every single day so go ahead Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With
1: threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When
0: conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness,
1: decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, look at that! That is wonderful! Brought to
0: your ears by The Athletic. This is Football Clichés. Over to Doha. Doha. Charlie almost, almost visibly the... rubbing his hands with glee. Um, it's such a unique case, being sports because they are so far away. It feels Charlie like nobody just goes over there for a quick pundit gig. They just happen to be in Doha and they get them in. <laughs> do you want to, you want to pop in and do a bit
2: of uh, punditry while you're here?
0: Um, yeah, you, you're golfing tomorrow, right? Yeah,
2: you're, you're golfing or you'll do it yours. Some sort of FIFA, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, exactly. You, you're an ambassador for FIFA. You're over growing the game in some capacity. or a kind of pre World Cup event. Yeah, can you can you pop in? And and to be fair to to Keys and Gray, I mean, they get some this really interesting mixture of you know what we think of as proper football men. So Reedy, Big Sam will pop in. Juxtaposed with like Gaiska Mendietta or someone like that, you know, this like proper cultured midfield legend of the game, and I guess that that is the two that you know. One might be there for some winter sun and a golfing mm. holiday, and the other is there for their kind of FIFA uh, exec work. Exactly,
0: this is such a, such a fascinating sort of demographic of ex-pros, Dave. That I feel like let's throw the format out the window for B in. Let's do the pure B in sports eleven. Let's get them all into a formation. It's all up for grab. Let's figure out this demographic because I feel like it sits somewhere between the pure Barclays Eleven and the pure Champions League Eleven, but definitely <laughs> not the pure Europa League Eleven. It's As Charlie says, it really is so many elements.
1: You, you could easily see a Champions and multiple Champions League winner, a World Cup finalist, whoever that may be, sitting alongside Keezy and Andy. But an also... Somebody who's had a not not that remarkable but very long-serving Premier League career.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. and But you but what I've noticed is you can't go too far back into the into the Premier League era because you end up with someone like Warren Barton or Robbie Earl, and that's US Premier League coverage only. Like yes. you know, Robbie Musto, <laughs> yeah. if you're called Robbie or you played for Wimbledon, you're on US TV. You're not on B. Those two are very distinct situations. Yeah, you have
2: to be going back either more recent or going back further, like a Reedy or a Big mm-hmm. Sam. Um, you can't, you can't be in that middle zone.
0: Lister, Dan McCarthy. Um, agrees with us. He says he can imagine every member of the pure Barclays 11 crossing over to be in. Yakubu just sat there politely smiling and nodding while Keys and Gray go off on a tangent about their sky departure. <laughs> totally, <laughs> not, not getting in a word in edgeways until the last five minutes. Tell us <laughs> about your time at Portsmouth. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's all he gets. Right. Let's do the 11. Let's do the full 11, please. In goal, Dave. Who have you got?
1: Has to be Paul Robinson Big for me. Time. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Ro- Robbo's a slam dunk. I did see Brad Friedel was mentioned in dispatches by some of the some of the listeners, and he is the sort of guy that pops up now and again. But I think I think we've even played a few clips of Robbo on being sports over over the last year or so on the show, haven't we? And I think he's he's got everything. He's kind of he's got the. He's got that look. He'd be comfortable out there. Paul Robinson, isn't Has it? he had a hair transplant?
0: Mm. <laughs> that <laughs> kind of, kind of has, works yeah. in his favour if he has, I yeah. think. Yeah. Paul Robinson looks like a slam dunk, Charlie. Any other name that's been thrown into the mix from our listeners is Mark Bosnich. But he does no, he's does Aussies
1: things. Two too Australian, yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, one, one I thought was David James. Hmm. N- n- not in any way a serious contender to Robbo, but I can sort of imagine him popping up there again and, and looking very healthy um, and well. Uh, as, as they kind of enjoy ribbing him about the Armani suits, etc. Yeah, um, but he does but randomly pop up, David James, in just places you'd never expect. Yeah. every now and again.
1: But I, yeah, I, from, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm Quite right for this. I can imagine Andy Gray by, buying
0: some of his art, like after he's been on. He's like, oh, that's, a, that's really nice. I'll get myself all those. Um, completely random shout, which I don't think he's going to make it. Frankie Hobbs says Thomas Sorensen is so be in. No explanation, but still. <laughs> <laughs> he said it and I feel like we have to consider it He's more pure why. Barclays isn't Yeah he? he's very Barclays Which I think yeah. is why But Paul Robinson we're all happy with He's our yeah. goalkeeper Glad we got that one out of the way Because it could have been a tricky position Right back Only one name for me Charlie Jason McAteer
2: Absolutely Yeah I mean McAteer was a versatile player But yeah he was my A shoe-in A shoe-in for that position I mean he's been there for so many great moments with keys gray he's there for the the silence of the where gray suggests uh sorry where keys suggests laurent blanc
0: (laughs) as an ex-united manager he was there the
2: longest pause in the history of recorded sound followed by (laughs) mcateach going why i'll
1: give you another one
2: i don't think anyone's considered laurent blanc why which is just so brilliantly delivered. And for that alone, he, he has to be in the yeah, team. Not
0: just his output, Dave, but he's at that kind of be-in level where, crucially, you're not sure if he lives in Qatar or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like he's in all the pictures of them going out boozing in, their, in, the, in the corner of the restaurant where they have, and I, I, I'm not lying here, there is a corner of their favourite restaurant where there is a shrine to Keys and Grey. A what? What is I can only describe as a light box on the wall, kind of like a kind of like a poor man's Qatar money style uh, stained glass window effect, and it's keys and grey depicted on it in the corner. Of in, their in restaurant. in sort of
2: traditional Qatari garms, I isn't think it as well? so. Yeah, in one of the pictures of them in their favorite restaurant, Schmeichel is there just as a. <laughs> contender but it's, he's obviously not displacing mm. Robbo but a name we could have mentioned yeah, but yeah, m- yeah, yeah J- Ma- Jason yeah
1: the only other shout I'd have and I think we might cover off this style of player in another position but is uh, Michel Salgado because
0: mm.
2: mm. mm. he had because yeah. he yeah. played in England for a bit yeah like that's ben good actually he. yeah and but he did some Sky Sports work with Keys and Grey I think
0: uh, right so yeah long established relationship yeah um puzzlingly or not there were two separate shouts from listeners for Mario Melchiot why oh, don't know yeah no again he's in that yeah, yeah. I, I, he has done some stuff what would his tagline below his name be Dave So it would be number of appearances for Chelsea
2: I guess wouldn't it yeah,
0: yeah. FA Cup winner with Chelsea Community mm. Shield winner in
2: 2000 yeah he probably won a fair bit didn't he at Chelsea and that? Just the Dutch are very reliable
1: as yeah. we'll come on to with De Jong I suppose mm. but like you know they're going to English is going to be
2: brilliant
0: Bit of personality and and still well, got that kind of cultural footballing capital as well. Like they
1: yeah. do will know
2: about the game.
0: They were schooled.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Ooh, yeah. yeah. Also played, him, you know,
1: played for Wigan.
2: Him, him and Keyes also have both appeared in Dream Team, so may have uh, their paths may have crossed uh, back in those in case from days. Caskey, it's growing.
1: I think it's I think it's Mcateer though. It is Nick? Jason Mcateer. Yeah. Right.
2: Unless we find a unless we play Mcateer in different position. No, no.
1: But I just think we'll we'll, nah. we'll find we'll find the. Lots. What it, a Salgado and Melshaw embody we can put in other areas of business. Oh,
0: definitely. Yeah, we're on the right track with those names. Yeah, maybe it's just the theme that we're after. At left back, no no confirmed names to go with. So it, it's really just a vibe that we've got. So um, two names for you. I mean, the first of which I can definitely imagine Richard Keyes saying as an introduction. Wayne Bridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just over in Qatar. And they've got him in. Wayne Bridge. Former... England. Left have you back. played under Mourinho.
2: Wayne I, he's got a decent look for it. Mm. You know, he. I, th- I think you need to have. Sheen was the word you used earlier, Adam. I think that's a good word for it. You need. You need to be reasonably polished. Yeah, but you don't um, actually have to be a particularly good broadcaster in that because it's
0: cause it's so keys and great. It, it basically doesn't matter if you're. I mean, Zola never gets to say anything at mm. all. <laughs> so Wayne Bridge isn't. He genuinely isn't one of the most confident broadcasters I've seen. But I don't think it would match in this situation, no. Dave,
1: at all. They sort of don't worry. We'll look after you. <laughs>
2: Come
0: on, Bridget. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Has Ashley
1: Cole ever done B-in? Mm. I feel like he might have done... He'd I mean, like dipped his toe... Obviously, He does, he he, does, a, does a bit more
2: now, now is, for Sky and obviously he's gone yeah, back to Everton. Yeah, he probably Tomper. will have done, but I feel like he's a bit better than that now. Yeah. He, he's, yeah. done, he's done Sky. He's getting,
0: mm. You know, good plaudits for his punditry as well, for his defensive mm. stuff. So, um, otherwise, yeah. Charlie had Tony DiRigo.
2: Yeah, or yeah, in like that kind of Francis Benali mm. kind of space. <laughs> um just <laughs> sort a of quite forgettable mid 90s defender. I think Bridges is better and sits a little bit more in the time period there more comfortable with. Because I think they quite like having a kind of younger, slightly more glamorous, in a as character, and they can sort of then play the we're the old-timers. If well. you're on the fringes of England's golden generation,
0: Dave, you're always in with a shout for any punditry <laughs> gig, but I think he probably more be-in than anywhere else, I would say.
1: One of the De Boers, could they?
0: which <laughs> oh, <well>. a- <laughs> one? I'm,
1: I'm never sure which is the one that's not a, not a manager.
2: <laughs> Ronald. Ronald, yeah. yeah. Ron- no, Ronald, Ronald um, played for Rangers as well, so... You know that 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 could help him with with Gray. Yeah, definitely. Former Newcastle left back Didier Domi
0: gets drafted in occasionally. I've noticed. Yeah, he is actually on the coverage, Ooh, yeah. isn't he? Um, presumably because okay. he does the French stuff as well, so they can sort of mm. they can um, draft him in if they need him. But pr- not quite the profile for us. Um No. Yeah. Otherwise, Dave Jack Pierce writes in says Michael Gray, ex Sunderland, is pure B in England international credentials. Alongside the wearing of some very sophisticated-looking glasses, makes him ripe well, for the weekend alongside Keys and Gray. So, in my past
1: life, mm. I used to book Mickey Gray. Mickey Gray, okay, yeah, he's he's very much a that Mickey. makes him more be in, yeah, actually. yeah. yeah. Um, but every now and again, he'd call me up and he'd say, he'd say, Dave, I'm so sorry, I've just been, I've been be in of. I've just been offered a, oh. a couple of couple of games oh. out in Qatar well. and I'd have to move it round, which was fine. And he loved, he did, he's very much by the pool, the tan, mm. he's in great nick. Does he still have great hair? Yeah, he's got it all. Yeah, yeah. the tan helps.
0: I think I think this pushes him ahead of bridge. I because, think so, yeah. Because you can imagine Charlie Keyes sort of telling a hypothetical story when he says, and then Mickey walks in and, and Mickey, <laughs> you'll remember Mickey from his Sunderland days. You know, he, he he wouldn't have taken that, Mickey, Mickey Gray. <laughs> so, um, should we go for Michael Gray? I'm happy with Yeah, let's go yeah, let's go yeah, let's go, go on. Gray. Sorry, Bridgie, just not quite confident enough in front of a camera. Michael Gray it is, nice glasses. Centre backs, um, I've got a fascinating little combination for you. Sam Allardyce, obviously, who has been on B-In so many times for, for you know, self-contained interviews let alone pundit gigs that he has to be in because they just love him but I I think this interview a few years ago really summed up his presence on Be In You know what that's like that glass ceiling that Mm. that exists for too many
1: British coaches don't you? Yeah absolutely I think that uh, you are um, almost deemed as second class because it's your country today Mm. it's a a real shame on the fact that we are highly educated Highly talented coaches now with nowhere to go. The Premier League, which is a foreign league in England now. Yeah. When you look across the owners, you look across the managers and the coaches, and you look across the players, that that's exactly
0: what it is now. <laughs> <laughs> Grey there. <laughs> Grey's reaction. Charlie, do you think you could find a more quintessential slice of Keys, Grey and Allardyce on being Sports? Then Allardyce saying the Premier League is a foreign league now, and then he goes go yeah yeah, and then looking up the guy that doesn't exist just going yeah yeah. His
2: reaction is just yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> so. just like the nod of like that is genius.
0: What uh, Dave has just said. David bleeds expat, doesn't it? The whole thing is so expat. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Allardyce, yeah. I mean, Allardyce I, is he, in. He's, he's very much up.
1: living the expat life, I think. When he's not in when he's not in a job, I think he's. he's I bet
0: he must have a property in Portugal. Yeah. Or, oh or, yeah, he definitely or, has. Or Is it, yeah. Was it? What was it? Casa Sam or something like Casa <laughs> Big Sam or something? Yeah, there was. You could take a virtual tour of his of his villa. It, it's long since removed from the internet, but it was absolutely brilliant. But Casa um, El Grande Sam, yeah, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: it's, it's weird to think of Allardyce putting him in an eleven. It's weird to think that that man actually plays yeah. football. Yeah, I know. It's really, Brilliant. I know
0: he
2: should almost be the manager, shouldn't yeah. he?
0: You know he's a he's a titan. He's got to be in there. So alongside him, we needed something a bit more, bit more starry, bit more um, kind of um, global. And um, this guy has the added bonus, Dave, of being a Qatarophile as well because he he ended his career there, I think. Marcel Desailly and Benzema to to, to take it every I'm sorry, time. Marcel, so, yes. I'm I'm hopeless yesterday. Uh. Charlie, there is no broadcaster on the planet Earth who would interrupt a World Cup winner mid-flow talking about France at a major tournament to just say, I'm I'm sorry, Marcel, Mbappé, I'm I'm hopeless.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's just incredible. And Desai, the gift he's given by by him being there and, and enabling keys to do that to interrupt this legend of the game just cuz he's soaking to um, to get across I'm hopeless mm.
0: cuz he run, yeah, runs the he runs the show it's tough
2: he, yeah he he would there would have been no it's not like anyone I'm sure would have said to him afterwards like maybe next time just let let the expert speak it would be like great just I
0: like pinning him up against the wall say so, don't yeah. do that again <laughs> kind of honest it dave Give me some other centre backs because uh, this is, this partnership's going to be tough to break down. Again,
1: I I, I don't know whether these guys have a, have ever done it or not, but I feel like I feel like both of them must have at some point, and I can just I can just picture them in the studio. That's enough for me. I I think either Robert Huth or Breda Hangerland.
0: Ah, yeah.
2: Mm.
0: Huthy has that kind of advantage of being part of the extended Allardyce universe, really, doesn't he? Um, mm. So, I mean, he never actually played for him, as we've established. For the uh, never played under Sam Allardyce eleven, but still so Allardyce, and therefore by extension is quite be in. Maybe Hangland's too polished, but then that also lends itself quite well. So, mm, I like, I like. Yeah, that. I, think
2: that's, I think that's interesting. Another name I was thinking was Michael Dawson, mm-hmm. who ticks, I think, quite a few boxes. Fairly recent, very recent player was a centre back. Is always comes across as quite, you know, salt of the earth character, you know, a proper leader, he, you know, he was always great captain material, good was talker. always very good. Mm. Yeah, good talker, would always Happy stop guy. for the media and that sort of thing. I think, yeah, maybe he's already overreached that a bit because he's done quite a lot of stuff with Sky. I just, but, I can't
0: um, not picture him with uh, one of those half headphones on on Soccer Saturday <laughs> or the equivalent of in midweek, sort of telling you that someone's has to turn up at, random mm. ground so i think he's he's just two sky sports News studio
2: i think possibly um, i mean i think it's de- for me it's decided. I think it has so. to be because yeah. we also haven't we haven't yet got one of those mm. global stars peppered in with kind of yeah. premier league you,
0: yeah, you, yeah, you, you raise the possibility of allardyce being our manager but i think we might have a better option for that later down the line so our defense is sorted in front of paul robinson we've got jason mcateer michael gray Marcel Dessay and Sam Allardyce. This is great. This is exactly what I <laughs> hoped. This is all coming together. I'm so glad we did this. Right. Three-man midfield, please, Charlie. Hit me with some names.
2: Well, you have to have Nigel de Jong. Mm. I mean, he, he he's <laughs> part of the furniture and he's doing an excellent job of kind of being the foil to Keys and Gray. I've mentioned him a few times, Reedy, I think, is a, diff- a very... I guess we've got Allardyce, but Reedy is in that School, and then I think, yeah, someone like Mendieta, the classy, like proper legend of the game. You look at it you're like, wow, fair play to Keys and Gray for getting him. So, I think those three, just as, as a starting point, they offer kind of three of the different strands of the B In commentary.
0: I think these next two clips may demonstrate why Nigel de Jong has become such a firm part of the furniture at Be In is because, first <laughs> of all. He gives, he gives it back, like he will fight his corner. Uh, and he, he fights his corner no better when the, the inevitable subject of Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi comes up. You're right, I don't Cristiano know Ronaldo, yeah.
1: Messi, who's it the best player be in the world? Ronaldo, well, all day long. Yeah, but why? Why?
0: why? Power. <laughs> <laughs> Again, a lovely little snippet. But of course, conversely, sometimes he's just there as, as a kind of comedy device um, for keys and grey to just walk all over. But I, you, you make the great point about him giving it back. Yeah, that is
1: that there is no, there's one thing about being in sports that is that is notable, it's, it's all very pally and friendly. There's there's a whole lot of agreeing with each other going on, and you need someone in there like De Jong who's going to challenge Keezy, challenge Andy Gray, and is fearsome enough to for them both of those guys,
0: those big beasts, to respect him. <laughs> but but Keys, as this clip demonstrates only takes so much challenging doesn't he after the game i mean nigel no for me no no no. i'm just saying just in general no no nigel talk to him Charlie, like like a family member that's i mean that if anything he probably demonstrates the the opposite effect he's he is now so so embedded with them now he's so pal. nigel no no
2: nigel (laughs) i love it i love that it's a, it's a sign, yeah, it's a sign how, um, how fond they are of him. Okay, so, I think that they, they can afford to treat him, as you say, like a family yeah. member. Okay, so he's De Jong's in,
0: clearly. I mean, he's, he's already yeah, part of the yeah, yeah. furniture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like spiritually, regardless of his output recently or otherwise, Reedy has to be in there because he's, he's just referred to as this off-screen character so often that we have to have <laughs> him. Um, but that makes it a very kind of combative midfield so far. De Jong, Reid... We need someone a little bit more stellar. Let's go for some names from our listeners. Tom Hayes says I'd have Clarence Sadorf. I can see Keyes reveling in his Champions League wins and the fact he's still in shape. You're still better than half of these, aren't you, Clarence? That yeah. sort of chat.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I would put Ruud Hullet in the same in the same mm. bracket. Obviously, both Dutch, both decorated club and international careers. Both good talkers. Sadorf a bit more, obviously more recent and. More relevant, but Hullet's that he's got that more
0: star power, more magic about him, hasn't he?
1: Can we have two Dutchmen in the midfield? Oh, I
0: don't see why not. I mean, we've established mm. that they are such a such a desirable
2: footballing demographic. Um I like this. more more than Mendieta, Do you think sadoff I mean, I think I think Sadov's a really good. I think he's a really good. Uh, I think Hullet, Hullet
0: was on 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 the Champions League duty this week as well. And I I just think... Hullet could play in the front three, though, if you needed him to. Oh, well, there's a lot of competition there. Um, Well, before we decide between those two, then, um, here's an aside that definitely won't make it in. Dominic Attenborough says, David Bentley in another reality has 50 caps for BN Sports. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely put. Nicely put. Um, Not for us, but still um, an elegant shout. Uh, Okay, so Hullet or Mendieta, then? I don't mind Mendieta. I can imagine him. I can imagine him very vividly in the studio. Has he been on being Mendieta? Yeah. I'm not sure. I think he he just feels
2: so right. <laughs> he just fit in that Salgado kind of mould that Dave mentioned earlier. But, um,
0: Hullet though, he's like Hullet, Hullet. is a
2: more. You can Imagine him
0: brunching with Keys and Gray.
2: Yeah, or, no, 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 Hullet. I'm sure is like a good, like you know, our good mate, rude Hullet. So for reality, I think yeah, Hullett's definitely yeah, definitely has more. He, as an actual individual, Mendietta's more kind of essence. I'll tell you symbolic. what, I'll do
0: you a deal. I'll do you a deal. I like Mendieta so much, but I can't not have Hullett. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Reedy out. Reedy's coming out. Wow. He's going to be our assistant manager.
1: Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, I like he's it. So, nice. He's
0: so perfect for the role, isn't he? Yeah. He's dishing out the bollockings. So, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Reedy's been moved upstairs. So our midfield is, in fact, Nigel de Jong, Rude Hullett, and Geiska Mendietta. Fantastic. Onto our forward line then. Let's round this thing off. Our pure B in Sports 11. We have three forwards to choose. I'll throw some names at you first of all, Dave. Gianfranco Zola, Teddy Sheringham and Dwight York.
1: Yeah, of those, Zola is the one for me. Just casually popping up now and again. Probably not saying a great deal. A yes. just, man, just sitting there as they argue about some something that's got them hot under the collar. Always referred to as Franco. Yeah. constantly throughout the show, but in, but deferred to as well. Be like, and and you'll know, of course, you'll know Franco from, from what a free time. kick that was. Franco
0: yeah. <laughs> scored a few of those Franco, in your time. Why,
2: why can't players
0: kick the ball properly anymore,
2: Franco? <laughs> what has happened to technique?
0: And then they won't let him answer, and they they just talk all over him. <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> so, so I'm surprised <laughs> you're asking him. <laughs> 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 Zona, oh. <laughs> it is then. Uh, fantastic. Can I check out a name?
2: And this is someone who has appeared on BM before and fits a sort of brief. Michael Bridges. Oof. He is wow. a former striker. He is respected. Is he? he? He is someone they deferred to during one of the Euros. They said one of those things that they could do with you out there, Michael.
0: He did the Euros I like, for BM. I mean,
2: for Euro 2016. Oh, right. But <laughs> <laughs> but even so, it was like, could they really use him? A guy who has kind of had a couple of good seasons before sort of being really injury hit. But uh, just as a kind of left field, other um, English option to go with, you know, the flary zone. Yeah,
0: very curious. Let's, let's, let's see what our listeners had to say. Robert Siney says, Dirk count. Seems perfect to me. Known on these shores, but also has a European pedigree, and crucially had a mean streak. Um, bit too Dutch, our team. If we have county, yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel that right to me. County, Cal- um, no. I think we can rule the next guy out on the basis that he's currently gainfully employed. Bearded caviar says, "Now here's a man who knew how to lead the line." Says Keys, gesturing towards studio guest Duncan Ferguson. Scores, big, aggressive, cult hero, old-fashioned, <laughs> everything they love. I can imagine him when he finally leaves Everton and breaks his silence on B.E.
2: Imagine the Everton chat on that. Duncan, what is wrong with Everton
0: Football <laughs> Club? I could see him, he, he's not
1: wanted to pundit, is he? But if he's, he, he could do that, he would do them a favour. And maybe just do them I'll Okay, I'll do it You know, a one-off I'll pop in I'll pop in I could see that But in the, in the pure 11 I'm not quite sure um, I, I had a name Again, this could, it could be wildly inaccurate But again, it sort of feels right to me Ida Good Johnson
2: oh, I like that Yes he, He's got a kind of pan-Euro
0: appeal to him And unlike many of the other pundits We've mentioned in this episode Exudes doesn't give a shit that Doesn't <laughs> care I'm sorry. Uh with all due respect to Idiga Johnson. Um maybe it's just he maybe it's just more effortless, but he really doesn't seem to give a shit. No. Um which I think I think is an important element of being. Because I mean you're not you're not on there for your professional qualifications necessarily, are you?
2: Well I've got yeah, I mean a couple of others. One who I don't think would give a shit, and again you'd be like, What is he doing there? Is Samuel Eto. I can just I can see him over there. He's now he has kind of roles Within the game, I think for the Cameroonian FA. So I can see him being in Qatar for a kind of World Cup delegates event and popping in um, and, and, you know, thinking it's good for his profile. The other one, completely different category, also a great striker, is uh, Clive Allen, no. who is a very good mate of Keys and Gray and does. Or at least used to pop in to be in.
0: So from many possible So many avenues that we can go down here. I feel like we need we need someone of, of global what are we missing? global stature. So Etu definitely definitely up there. We are ignoring the fact that Whoever we choose for our second spot, the third spot has to go to Andy Gray. He was, has to yeah. be our third. He is—he's the spearhead for our attack because—and mm. this isn't necessarily a cop out, Dave. Andy Gray is—is—is is, is sort of deferred to so often for striker-only discussions. And, and especially heading, always tease it up with. Well, back in your day, you you will you know better than anyone what Andrew. it's like.
1: Yeah, that? yeah. No, I didn't. I, I completely didn't even think of having him in the eleven. But of course, yeah. he has to be. The, the forward the linchpin of the forward line
0: so two more spots so, so Zola I'm happy I really think we have Zola because 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 mm-hmm. they just they just treat him like a small child um, so Zola Grey I'm inclined towards Samuel because he does give us that kind of FIFA level uber quality He's doesn't
2: he bonafide legend of and the we, game. Don't Who need, again, we don't need we don't need a
0: kind of striking equivalent of McAteer we don't need any more of those <laughs> so keys would still
2: defer absolutely to Grey in any <laughs> Striking debate. Welcome, Samueletta. Andy, I have to ask you um, what did you make of that header? <laughs> um- It's just such a good forward line for any purpose
0: whatsoever, but even better for the pure B in Sports 11. Let's whack him in and run through our team once again. Ignore everything that happened in the rest of this episode because I just want to talk about this. This is the pure B in Sports 11. They may or may not have appeared, but they still fit perfectly. In goal, Paul Robinson, a back four of Jason McAteer, Michael Gray, Marcel Desai, and Sam Allardyce. A formidable midfield trio of Nigel De Jong, Rude Hullett. And Gaithka Mendieta? Up front, Gianfranco Zola, Andy Gray and Samuel Eto'o. But Dave, who leads this this rabble? I think it has to be, surely,
1: off the back of his rare English-language punditry forays with B in sports, none other than Arsene Wenger.
0: <laughs> it has to be. Wow. It's so good because, yeah, because he has, again, that kind of FIFA-level respect
2: he's so zero and, and it's like it, which then translates easily to Qatar. it's
0: almost like he you know
1: he in the same way that he will always go on about being offered man united job and the real madrid job and england job mm. i bet sky have tried him so many times over the years but it's almost like he doesn't want to get involved but he's happy to go over to be in sport mm. and kind of give his opinions out there there's that there's that arm's length distance and so he doesn't have to get involved with it over here and all the noise that would inevitably come from it.
0: Definitely. It, and he sort of sort of drip-feeds revelations, Charlie, as well. He never, never throws mm. out any sort of bombs of, of, of truth from his Premier League days. Just little, little nuggets. Little sort of, you know, inoffensive little stories that just about do the job for his
2: appearances. I mean, the competitor for him would be Jose Mourinho, mm. who, especially if... Has done Sky, though, know, Mourinho, hasn't he? Yeah, he has done Sky True, but he's done he's done BN as well. Yeah, no, he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he um, must have shielded for Qatar, mustn't he?
0: Must have done. Um, I reckon yeah, he would have done. I think Wenger's just ahead of him now. Marino might get the job in the future when he's yeah. properly done, when he's properly yeah. run out of steam. That's the job for him. So Wenger's our manager. Peter Reed is his kind of little scurrying A assistant dog. around the track putting out the cones and, so that's that sorted but where's Kesey really? what's Kesey doing is he our director of football I think he, <laughs> yeah I think he is yeah whatever that means <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do they do you hear about directors of football what do they do what do they do Anne? could could you live without them yes Fantastic. There it is. There is the pure B in Sports Eleven and support staff too. Fantastic. Dave, thanks for thanks for wading through all of that with us. Thank you. Enjoy. And Charlie, it. I hope it's a completion of a childhood dream for you. Or at least an adolescent yeah, everything, dream. Everything I
2: <laughs> everything I wanted and more.
0: Fantastic. Cheers everyone. We'll see you next week for the adjudication panel. Ta ra
2: You see, I think Reedy
1: would have said, listen, son, you've been an absolute dick.
2: The athletic.